Welcome to the Made to Parade podcast, sponsored by the British Drum Company, manufacturers of the Phantom, Regimental Series and Axial Parade drums that look amazing, sound amazing and feel amazing. Alrighty folks, welcome along to another episode of the Made to Parade podcast. You're joining us on episode number nine, season number five. Delighted to be joined by Thomas McAllister from the White Rock Food Bond. Great to have you with us. Thanks very much, Glenn. It's great to be here. Yeah, good to have you on. As I was saying, it's uh, one of the bonds that I've been looking forward to getting on. Long history, and I'm sure we'll, we'll get into a wee bit of that as we, we go through this. But maybe what we'll do is we'll just start off like we always do. Tell us how you got involved in the bond. What kind of sparked your interest? Yeah, so um, I was saying to you earlier there that um, my spark wasn't a, a family connection, which many people is. I had no immediate family that were involved in bands. Um, my path into bands would have been, uh, well, certainly the interest in bands was uh, growing up in an area, Denmark Street, which uh, leads you on to Clifton Street, and the Clifton Street Orange Hall was right there. So you know, a lot of parades leaving mm-hmm. the sort of street we lived on. So you were always in that environment where bands were about, sure. um, and that sort of had your interest to listening and, and watching the bands. Um, my path in the bands was my first sort of parading uh, environment was with the Junior Orange, actually. Okay. Um, so I had friends that I, I run about with that were in Junior LOL 32, the Britannia, um, from Sandy Road District. Mm-hmm. Whilst they were Brown Square friends, um, we, we went to Sandy Road District to, to join the lodge. Um, and in actual fact, the lodge, Junior 32, were always accompanying the White Rock Flute Band. Oh, right, okay. So um, I, if any time I was on parade with Junior 32, we would have been you know, walking with the White Rock Flute Band. So I suppose that kind of had me interest in the White Rock sure. over other bands at that time. And that's kind of how um, the interest was sparked in the bands. Um, at that time, in Junior 32, uh, there was a guy, Raymond Buchanan, who was a senior member of mm-hmm. the Orange but also a member of the White Rock Flute Band. Sure. So during my time in Junior 32, he had asked me to come up and join the, the White Rock Flute Band. Okay. Um, and having no musical experience to that point, you know, it was a nerve-wracking one, uh-huh. sort of going I'm to sure. the bands as, as a youngster. But, you know, I, I went along and, and enjoyed, that, enjoyed that environment and, and got going with the White Rock. Dead on. And what was it... Like whenever you started to, to learn to play in this, but I know you said it was a bit daunting mm-hmm. and all that kind of. Well, what was it like walking into the hall for the first time and meeting everybody and kind of finding your way? Mm-hmm. What, what was that all like for you? Yeah, I mean, it it was daunting, no doubt. Obviously, getting into a new environment that had never been in before. The good thing was that with the junior uh, lodge, actually, there was a number of us that had taken the same path. So I think there was about eleven in total. Um, okay. the junior orange that had moved from the lodge into the band um, so when I got up there there were some people that I knew and recognised straight mm-hmm. away so that eased me a bit but definitely you know a bit daunting getting into that new experience um, and the first instrument that I, I kind of went on was, was the cymbals right okay um, I suppose it, it was helped by the fact that I've been following the bands for a couple of years uh-huh. with the Lodge, so sure. they're always there with the White Rock Easter Tuesday, August the 12th, um, so it, it got in my head the style, the sort mm-hmm. of, the way that they played, so that helped when you were, you know, going on to, to play the cymbals, for example. Brilliant. And 
Did you do what a lot of kids did? Were you, were you part of an old fake band walking about the street now, were you? <laughs> it's funny you say that, yeah. I mean, that's something that you definitely done. You know, very rarely you would have been without a pair of drumsticks in your hand or an old half a container being uh-huh. that, you know, about the street. And I say it's funny because still to this day, you'll see kids, you know, walking mm. up and down the street coming around in July and so on. And, you know, you'll, you'll see them doing the same thing. But yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know, you always had a, a bit of wood or a set of drumsticks in the way you went. Or something, I know. Although yeah. I have to say, some of the, the, the wee fake bonds that you see knocking about in the street now are better kitted out <laughs> than some bonds that are walking on the road, aren't they? So. Uh, absolutely. And, and, you know, you, they've got the, the, the tension drums in there and, and they're, they're walking about. And some of them can play the flute now. Yeah. That was something that we always struggled uh-huh. with with a wee band. You know, you wouldn't have had the fluters. Hey, everybody's whistling. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> holding exactly. the flute and whistling on. <laughs> I know. I remember that really. We had the, the cardboard box drums and stuff where you, you know, yeah. you know, I'm trying to make them, you know, putting tape on them and stuff to try and get them a bit firmer so you could roll and all on them and stuff, you know. But uh, yeah. great crack. No, absolutely. And that's, you know, you used to do that. And another thing with, with living in Denmark Street, we had the, the Prince William actually, the accordion right. band. They practiced at the Denmark Street Community Centre. So you'd always have heard them, uh-huh. you know, playing inside and you'd have maybe sat outside and, and, uh, and played along. along. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brilliant. Good stuff. So you're, you're picking the symbols up for the, the, the first time. Easy enough. Well, from what I can remember, it's, uh, again, a bit of a scary experience because you don't know about timing. Uh-huh. You're hoping that you're going to get the right <laughs> timing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, quite quickly, that you know, the white rock style, very straightforward, you know, nice single beat, so it wasn't too hard to sort of pick up. Uh-huh. Um, and quite quickly, you know, I was, I was on parade with the band because, as I said, I think the fact that I walked behind the band for uh-huh. so many years, you know, it was probably three years before I actually joined the band, walking behind them, Um I, I certainly had the style in my head and yeah. the music in my head. Brilliant. So how long was it from joining to you doing your first period? I don't think it was very long. It, it, my, my memory's a bit sketchy around that time. <laughs> okay. um, I, I'm in the band this year, actually, 20, 21 years. Wow, so right, okay. um, my memory's a bit sketchy going back then. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think it was very long. Um, I think it was more getting the uniform kitted out and getting yourself ready and then getting out on parade. And as I said, you know, I picked the symbols up pretty quickly. So, yeah, so what was the first parade? If you can remember, I think for me it was it was probably one of the the dairy days. I can't remember if it was August or December, right, okay. but it was certainly after summer. Um, right, okay. So those were the, the one of the the, the first parades for okay. me. Okay. Is there was there any particular reason for that in terms of that being your first one? Did you were you away like on holiday for the twelfth or something, or what was it? No, it was probably just down to timing. Right. I think you know, obviously in bands, I think there's a, a lot that goes on behind the scenes to get you ready to get out on the parade. Mm-hmm. It's not just a matter of you know turning up and, and away you go. Yeah. Um. So it was getting the uniform, getting yourself ready for for the parade, and I think it was just a matter of the timing. You uh-huh. know, getting everything organised to to go out and walk with the band. Yeah. So you're formed up. You're ready to go. What was that? What was it? What was that like? <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a totally different experience, and look, you still get it today. Like <laughs> <laughs> we talk about this, and we joke about this. Like you know, when you're in in the band, there's still times where you're excited the night before mm-hmm. to, to get out with the band. You know, and when you were a youngster, that was that was a real thing. Like you couldn't sleep the night before because you were so excited to get out with the band. So at that point where you're formed up and you're ready to go, I think, you know, your nerves are shot because <laughs> you're scared that you're not going to hit the timing right or That's something it. and you'll make a mistake. But to be fair, you know, if you ever did make a mistake, it wasn't a massive deal. Obviously, you'd have been a bit of feedback given, but no, <laughs> no, no major issue. And, and as I said, you, you picked it up pretty quickly. And 
I've always said that I think you learn a lot quicker when you're on the road. You know, mm. you're, you're once you're marching and and you're playing the symbols. Yeah, no, definitely. I I, I love that whole first parade experience, even though it was a disaster for me. You know, in terms of playing flute, um, it was right? absolutely disaster. So uh, being called out of step all the time, it was. I think that's a big one, right? I mean, when when young people are joined bands now, the, the steps the big one. You know. They've obviously been sitting in a, a room practicing uh, away on the flute or the drum or the cymbals or whatever it is they're playing. I think to bring that on parade and, and start getting mm. in the step and, and your decorum as yeah. well as, as your playing, those two have to go together. Exactly. You know, with a lot of bands now do like marching practice and stuff, you know, I know a, a number of bands around the East um, head up to certain places and they're out walking and mm -hmm. stuff. So they're, they're maybe given. Yeah, younger members that opportunity to get into the swing of it before yep. you do that but I mean that wasn't done in my day like there was no that <laughs> no and, and I think you're right you know you say in my day certainly as the years have went on practices even got a lot different you yeah. know I think when I joined the, the, the practice there wasn't much in the way of organisation around mm -hmm. it you went in you played a, a repertoire of tunes and you went Left, home and that, yeah. was, that was it like, yeah, no, definitely. I think there's a lot. There is a lot. Bonds have definitely progressed mm -hmm. a lot, you know. And as I say, way back whenever I started, you know, it was a, it's a very different picture to, to what it is uh, today and stuff. So, your first marching season, obviously, twenty one years ago, yep. you started on on a dairy day, and uh, the season didn't really last much longer after that, though, does it? No, it doesn't. Days? And especially for for the White Rock, I suppose you know we we have been a band that would do week in, week out competitions, for example. Mm -hmm. um, we're very sort of aligned to the main Loyal Order parades, if you will. I think we probably do 13, 14 parades a year. Um, we, at that point, obviously, if, you, if you're in the Derry December, then, then you're waiting till Easter yeah, again yeah, before you're exactly. out again. Yeah. Um, but I think, again, the excitement's there when you're, you're getting back to it. You know, definitely. You know, there is that something about closed season and stuff, you know, back then, whenever you knew, like for me, last Saturday in August was generally the last parade that we would have walked. There might have been one or two things we'd have done, mm -hmm. something around Remembrance, but it wasn't like the, it is now, you know, where there's a whole host of stuff going on. I mean, the, the, the season pretty much lasts maybe about 10, 11 months of the year, and I looked up when you count does, the indoors yeah. and stuff, you know. So obviously you didn't stay on the symbols. No, um, I think it's, it's a good point to raise about staying on the symbols, actually. I think when you get into that sort of teenage years, um, it becomes a bit embarrassing to be on the symbols, <laughs> which is strange because I think it does a full circle. Like, I'll gladly now go and play the symbols. I think <laughs> it's a good place to be, and it's a bit exciting, and you, uh -huh. can, you can get things going that way. But um, I think, you know, generally teenagers do go through that phase, and we still see it today in the yeah. band. You know, you, you bring youngsters in, playing the symbols, and as they kind of get into the era of 14, 15, 16, they don't really want to play them anymore. So for me, that was a personal experience. Sure. You know, I wanted to move on to something else. So the band obviously gave me the opportunity to learn the flute. Um, and at the time, it was Raymond Buchanan, the actual the, the guy yeah. that brought me into the band, uh -huh. was was teaching uh, the young, young guys to, to learn the flute. So I took part in the learner's class um, and picked up the flute while I was on the cymbals. So it was mm -hmm. a, a nice progression, actually. You were able to move from the cymbals into the, the flute core then. Right. Did you find that having walked with the band, just like listening to the band, had helped you maybe a wee bit with the cymbals? Had walking with the cymbals and with the band, did that help you with the flute? Obviously, different instrument, different whole, mm. whole different bag of tricks there. But did you, did you find that it helped you a wee bit with 
getting the grips with stuff? Yeah, I think I think you're entirely right. You know, the the, the tunes are in your head, mm. so I think that's half the battle. You know, when you you kind of get into playing the flute, you're saying and know that tune. Yes, you're carrying on the notes and you're you're learning it, but yeah, absolutely. I think the fact that you've been in the band, you've been listening to that sound for a period of time, that it does give you that sort of head start, if you will, when you're okay. going on to learn the flute. Yeah, so talk me through your flute learning process. <laughs> what was that like? <laughs> well, you know yourself, it probably always starts with the BAGs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about that first note, though? <laughs> no, exactly. And, and to be fair, the... The blowing into it is probably a bit of a struggle to start for, for some people, um, and I probably experienced that myself. So I think, you know, once you get the hang of uh, blowing into the flute and then sort of taking the notes, learn some of the basic tunes. You know, yeah. for us, that would be the likes of the Queen's always one that everyone learns early on, the Ducks, and then you progress and the kind of the, the bigger tunes, the marches and stuff that we play. So uh-huh. it is a, a bit of a journey um, to get to the flute, and it, it wasn't something that happened overnight. Yeah. Um, it certainly takes a lot longer to pick up the flute than it does the cymbals. Oh, yeah. um, for me, it, you know, it took months I think it was probably before I was able to make the grade to get onto the flute and actually walk in the flute core. Oh, okay dead on so number of months I was going to because I was going to ask you then what was the, the transition period like where were you banging the cymbals away while you before you went on to the flute or you know, while you were learning and stuff and yeah then, I think that know? was it you know you were playing the cymbals away and you know that was the good thing it was a nice transition you weren't sort of you know, out of the band all uh-huh. of a sudden because you'd, you'd give up on the cymbals and you were wanting uh-huh. to learn the flute. So you did take that time to learn the flute in the background and it was nice to be able to move then from, you know, the cymbals onto the flute core then. Yeah. So what kind of, the, what about the tunes we just carry on at that point? Well, the, the repertoire in the White Rock is, is quite lengthy. We, I think we play around about 80 to 90 tunes, right, actually. Okay, okay. Um, now, to kind of make the grade, you weren't expected to have the full 80 right. kind of on under your belt, but you would had to know on a large portion of those to, you know, be able to, you know, progress onto the flute. Yeah. So it, it was a tough enough step to, to get uh-huh. to that, but, you know, once you're there, I think your your progress then becomes yeah. easy enough. Yeah, it's, it's like once you, you get into, you get into like a streak. I, I find that I get into like a, a learning streak at one point. It would take ages to mm. sometimes get that first couple of tunes off by heart, and then you just seem to hit like this this hot streak <laughs> of getting here. Oh, I, I can play this tune. Yeah, you sit in the house and all of a sudden... You're, you're playing away at this tune. So what, what are we talking, 60 70% of tunes or...? Yeah, so it's probably probably half at least, you know, 50 to 60% of the tunes yeah. that you would have to know. And within that, there, there would be some marches, you know, that you would definitely have to know before yeah. you can progress on. So I think there is a selection of tunes that, that you would have to have had under your belt. Mm. I think, as you said, as times went on, bands have got a bit stricter, the discipline's a bit tighter. So I think now we'd expect a lot more mm-hmm. than, than what we would have, say, 20 years ago. Back, yeah, that's the first. So you had a wee touch of dummy going on, had you? <laughs> <laughs> I think there definitely was. I'm not going to hide from that. But yeah, the early days, definitely, you know, there was probably a few tunes there that I hadn't, you know, cracked. Mm-hmm. So I think when you, you were out in the road, there was definitely a bit of dummy going on yeah, for, for the first few. That's <laughs> Yeah, you have to say, there's she having... Um, I, I went back to the, the Raven a couple of years ago after I'd been out for a wee while I'd been with another band I'd been with the Palm McCart Defenders yep. for a while and then going back to, to the Raven it was like the repertoire was ridiculous yeah. as I always remember it being ridiculous anyway and so even now at my age I'm like kind of going through <laughs> a tune list and going I'm hitting parades and going, I'm ready, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't want to get the Larry just yet, you know, in terms of putting it on my, my arm. So I've been doing that for the last, see the last six months and stuff. Yeah. I have been hitting our tune book 
big time and doing what I used to do when I was a kid, going through the tune over yeah. and over and over again until I hit a part where I can't do it. And then I go, right. Whereas what I used to do was just start the tune over again from the mm-hmm. start. But now it's like when I get to a part where I know I'm, I'm making it, oh, hold on a second, yeah. I don't get that. That's the only part I'm kind of going over now is let's get the part that I don't know. And uh, But it must be something about getting older and the memory starting to go a wee bit, you know. I, I think when you're older, <laughs> it's definitely harder to pick things up. You know, even even today, we still learn new tunes. We add new tunes to our, our repertoire each year. And I think you're right, you know, when you're older, I don't know if it's a time thing or, or a mind thing, but... You know, when you're learning new tunes, it's definitely a lot more difficult than, yeah. than the young guys are. I'll well, tell you what, in these <laughs> days, there'll be the conspiracy theorists to be telling you it's COVID. Exactly. So you're walking down with the flute, different experience in terms of that. Any standout periods for you that you remember when you started walking with the flute at first? Yeah, I think being in the White Rock... One of the, the parades that always stand out is the White Rock Parade. Um, mm. I know it's not our parade, but yeah. it is um, a, year, a, a point in the calendar that we kind of mark as our anniversary. You sure. know, that's our next year mm. done um, in terms of, you know, the age. So for me, the White Rock Parade, you know, that morning, you're always coming down into the West, West Belfast Orange Hall, yeah. you know, and you, you sort of feel proud to uh-huh. be part of that parade. So that parade for me, there's always a good vibe about it. Yeah. Plenty of people about the Shankill Road as well to watch. Good festival atmosphere, really, mm. all round for the White Rock yeah. Day. And it's not a massive parade, yeah. um, but the, the atmosphere that you get on the road for that is outstanding. Yeah, it's changed a wee bit over the years, hasn't it, too, in terms of just how, how, how it goes down now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I mean, obviously the, the, the parade route's changed a mm-hmm. lot over the years, and, you know, I think the demographics of, of West Belfast has kind of yeah, led to that. that yeah. But, you know, it's it's a great parade still to this day, Um, but, yeah, I mean, we, we still enjoy it and, and love being part of it. Brilliant. So that would be your, is that your period of the year then, White Rock? I think so, you know, I think that there's a good vibe about it right. and the, all the boys are kind of really up for it, you know, on White Rock Day and we kind of mark that, as I said, as our anniversary. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it would be one of the big ones in the calendar. But I think probably um, something that I love the most is is the Scotland trip every year. Right, okay. You know, right. And I think that's a vibe throughout the band. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just the parade that you're doing, it's, it's the weekend. Yeah. You know, you're getting the Friday through to the Sunday with the group, everybody away, having a good time, letting your hair down. You get the parade on the Saturday and we do a bit of an indoor on the Sunday. Right. So, you know, for us, it's it's a big weekender. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it's really enjoyed by all, you know, young and old. Yeah, and where are you, Glasgow for that, are you? Yeah, at the, at the minute we're, we're parading in Glasgow. Um, we take a, a lodge from Govan, actually. Right. So we've done Glasgow for a number of years now and, and we took... Um, Lodges from the south side, Govan, Partick. Right, okay. so we kind of moved around a bit right. in the last sort of uh, six or so years. Yeah. You, you was there for the, the big walk this year, were you? We were, which was delayed until September mm. this year, which was an interesting yeah. one. Um, but yeah, so we usually go, it's usually the, the week before the 12th, um, but this year it was moved to September. So yeah, we, we went over and, and we walked with the Govan Lodge. Slightly different parade this year, probably Aye. wasn't on the same scale. Still a big, big parade and a big day, but maybe not on the same scale as we're used to in, in Glasgow. Did you just pick up a wee trophy at that day, on that day, did you? We did indeed. We got, <laughs> we got best best visiting band at that parade, actually, and uh, you know, it's always nice to get a reward. It, it, it sort of helps move things along, keep people happy Aye. in the day. But I'm not sure how many visiting bands were actually there. I think it was only well, one. I think it was two. Yeah, so we'll take everything that goes. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, the, previously in, in Scotland, you know, we when I was younger in the band, we, we actually used to go to Lark Hall. Right, okay. Um, so it was more the Central Scotland Parade sure. that we'd done then. And I have some amazing memories from that. Like, I mean, we used to go over and I had a stayed with, with families and aye, they had to put you up. That's right, aye. You know, it's a lot different now. Mm. That we, we keep the, the kids in the hotel and stuff sure. now. But back then I used to stay with families and, you know, I stayed with Billy Coffey and his wife the first time and, and then I stayed with, with Cosy, who, who was a, a guy from Lark Hall and in the, the lodge that we took. Sure. Um, and some amazing memories looked after really well and you know they, yeah. those guys made made my weekend as a yeah, youngster no, Scotland was always a real standout for, for me I remember whenever I heard about this guy I was like what? <laughs> <laughs> we're going where? We're going to Scotland, right? Okay, I don't know. We're going to Motherwell, right? Yeah. You know, and I was like, the, the whole trip with the boat and everything, and it was, that's it was it. just absolutely outstanding, you know? And uh, you say about the boat, I mean, that's it. We we got picked up probably some mornings, half seven on the Friday morning uh-huh. to take your trip Exc- to Scotland. And <laughs> the excitement, the excitement then as a youngster, you know, when you were the night before, you couldn't see. Yeah, I was it. I <laughs> you were like, I'm going to Scotland for the weekend. And we did take a flight one year, uh-huh. and it kills the vibe. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's like, because you know you're going to be there in like what 25, 30 minutes, whereas the boat, you know, was back. It was like a couple of hours back end, you know. And uh, I like, that's a boat, and then your journey there and your uh, journey up the Glasgow or wherever you were going, trying to find the bus and all that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. I remember we did that. I was like, going, oh, the, the, the chairman was like, going, yeah, the bus is definitely right here. We're walking around <laughs> everywhere trying to find a bus and I think one of the guys had spotted it and didn't let on and just let him walk around looking for the bus I know like the buses was we used to take our own buses actually with us um, back when, when I was young we, we took too many buses mm-hmm. and that, that was just hilarious the whole yeah. time because every time we knew the police were stopping you every time that you'd, you'd get off the boat in Scotland the police were there you had to disembark your buses you had to take everything yeah. off and it, it got to a point where it was a running joke you know yeah. that every year we're going to get stopped so we may as well, <laughs> may as well just did it I know I know one of my standout memories of the boat was one of the guys in our band the Raven was uh, Billy Rigby and him and Frankie used to put a fiver on the end of a piece of thread <laughs> <laughs> and leave it on the floor yeah. and watch people come up for it and just pull it away as they were going yeah, to lift yeah. it up. <laughs> brilliant, correct. Absolutely brilliant. And I think that's it. You know, you laugh, the, the laugh, even September there, like the, the laughter from start to finish, uh-huh. it's, it's an amazing weekend all in. And, and the Scottish, uh, you know, sort of supporters love seeing the bonds from over here, don't they? No, absolutely. And, and you can see that, you know, as you're walking along in the parade, you, you can see people's delight that, that mm. oh, there's there's the white rock there from belfast you know and you can see that along the route so it is great to get over there and i think you know you're you're well received um in scotland so it's it's amazing to get over yeah there. no definitely and i think it and that works both ways whenever the scottish bonds are, are here as well you know i think they'd, they'd say the same thing about the reception that they get here they all get well looked after too so any standout characters from your early days in the bond people that stand out for you for a reason Obviously, maybe Mr. Buchanan for teaching you how to play and stuff, but yeah. is there anyone else? Yeah, so uh, through the years, you've always different characters in the band. You know, um, looking back, you've the likes of Billy Daly in the band. Um, he's just a joker. You right. know, everything and every, anything is, is turned into a joke. Right. And, you know, there was one of the trips that we went to Scotland, I'll not name any names, but there was a certain guy got onto the bus one morning with, with a new set of teeth. Right. And, um, <laughs> you know, nobody wanted to talk about these teeth. Everybody was kind of keeping their, their, their mouth shut. But Billy, being the joker, was the one that got everybody else a set of false teeth for that weekend. Brilliant. And when we were about to play in the hall that evening, 
everybody had the teeth in, right. and the, the certain member had to turn around and, and witness everybody, everybody with these false teeth. teeth. So that's the kind of thing that you would see there, you know. Um, and then obviously you get characters in the band that, that like to sing, you know. So when right. we're out on the bus or whatever, there's there's always a wee sing song going, Aye. you know, a wee bit of one man band or. Um, yeah. You know, a bit of little wine drinker or something Aye. like that. So you've always somebody that, that's there as it's a character. Modern bands all have their own wee song, wee yeah. set of songs, don't they? You know, and then we change in the lyrics for the band and everything <laughs> as well. And that's it. Well, every, there's always a sing song, and it, it's always sort of, you know, hits from years ago that, that yeah. go around. And even as joining the band as young member, some of the songs that I'd never heard, you quite quickly learn Aye, them and, and you're them singing along. You have to, like, don't you? You know, <laughs> exactly. so why are you not singing? You know, no, exactly. <laughs> well, there's the old, you know, the first prayer, you, your song. You, you exactly. make it up and Aye, sing. Come on here, <laughs> looking out going, what? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Brilliant. So, you obviously have, you've, you, as you were saying, you've been with the band sort of 21, 21 years. Now, usually at this point, I'll ask people about how a band has progressed. Mm-hmm. Over the years, but and I, I'm not saying that the weight rock haven't progressed, but you've have kept mm-hmm. a certain style yep. for quite a period of time. What's that been like for you? Is that how how good's that been as a member of bond to see a bond sticking with the, this particular style? Yeah, it's it's amazing. Actually, I I love the style of our band, and I hope that it re- remains for many years to mm-hmm. come. Um, the the sound for me is. You know, I think it's sort of contagious almost. You know, mm. when you're walking down the street, it, it connects very quickly with, with the crowd or yeah. whoever you're playing to, you know, and and it's a style that, that absolutely is, you know, it, it's there forever. And, yeah. and I hope it does stay forever. I think your, your point there about, you know, we haven't changed our style. I think there was absolutely a, a pivot, though, you know, when we hit our 50th anniversary. Right. There was a lot of time and effort went in um, to kind of regenerating the band if you will and that means you know you, you'll probably remember this yourself but we moved away from the hts drums to the sort of yeah chrome the Premier Royal drums Scots again the, yeah exactly so you know trying to find that authentic sound of the mm. white rock again so there was years there where i think if you look back we probably weren't as crisp as, mm. as we are today and i think that point in time was the 50th anniversary where a lot of time and effort was put into you know the discipline, the the style of the band, and we we absolutely. That's what I was saying earlier about the practices changing. Yeah. That's when we started the right, change, okay. and you know, be a, a lot more concentrated on our flute core and sure. getting everything sort of a bit tighter, uh, a bit tighter and stuff. But you're one of those bands that you know who it is almost before you see them. Well, a hundred percent. The sounds there, uh-huh. you hear that for for miles, as I would say, and. Then up come the plumes, you know. Yeah. You don't have far to see <laughs> without the orange, the bright orange plume there, and that's something that that I don't think will ever disappear. And we actually uh, we done a bit of an April Fool's joke there last right. year, where we put the the hat on the Facebook page, a new sort of peak hat, and didn't go down very well I have to say people <laughs> reacted very unfavorably to the fact that we were going to move to a peak hat. Uh-huh. Um, so things like that are very important, and I think when you're a young member and you join the band, you know. The likes of the hat, because you're seeing all the other bands with peak hats and whatever, it was kind of one of those things you maybe went, I want to change that. Mm. Can we not change this yeah, look? Yeah. But as you're, you spend time and you understand what it means and what it looks you looks like to the yeah. public, it's one of those things that just want to stick with all your life. You know, it's, no, it's I love it. I, I think the whole the uniform with the, the hats, the plumes, the ties, everything. Yeah. I just think it's a, it's a classic. It's a classic look. 
you know, yeah. and I look back in times whenever I walk with bonds that had ties, I loved it. Yep. You know what I mean? I loved the tie thing. That wasn't always a fun. It was one of those things I remember, like, hate it wearing my school uniform with a tie. <laughs> but she gave me the bomb of the tie. Loved it. I know. <laughs> and that was something, you know, again, that we, we kind of flipped around that time. You know, we, we had went to the tunic right up to the neck uh-huh. and we weren't wearing ties, we weren't T-shirts under that. And I think we, we kind of sat back and, and looked at it and went, look, what can we do here to kind of bring us back to where we, we really mm-hmm. want to be? And that was one of the things, you know, the likes of the tie, you know, bring the tie back and, and make it as part of the uniform. And, and we're still wearing that today, and yeah. I, I can't see that going away anytime I think soon. it's great. I, I love that whole, that, that thing, I really do. So, the swagger thing, <laughs> right? Where's that, where's that all come from? And you, you have, do you, do you practice swagger? Like? We definitely don't <laughs> practice swagger. Um, you'll, you'll notice, I think it's, uh, there's no kind of uniform way of swaggering <laughs> from the White Rock. I think if you watch it, it kind of starts in one place and then people get a, they sort of fall into it. And I think it just comes naturally, actually. When you, when you look at it from a distance, you know, it, it's it's almost natural that, uh-huh. it, that it's happening. And obviously you've got the drum corps there at the front and it usually starts there with the, you know, the sticks yeah. up high and everybody getting a wee bit excited and then it moves backwards and oh, everybody okay. joins in. So it in. comes like a wave and you pick up. I think it, up. it does, you know. And Any drummers ever put their eye out? <laughs> put somebody, putting other people's eyes out? Yeah, I mean, you'll see, like, they get very excited and, and the big drum's the same. You know, it's the yeah, heartbeat yeah. of the band and I think, you know, you'll see the bass drummers getting very excited as well mm. and, when we're in a the rope tension drum is one of those iconic things, isn't it? It's one of those things. It's almost like you could. Ne- I couldn't see you taking that away. Never. No, that that's going nowhere. And there was actually a period where we did have a, a screw tension, and, and we right. walked with it a few times. And the excuse at the time was it's raining, and the big drum doesn't do too later. well with the rain. And <laughs> it is later. Yeah, that's you'll hear that. But it it it's not the authentic sound, you know. Mm. And, and I think you need. The, the big drum there alongside those cymbals and it all kind of works to that authentic right. sound and that's back to what I was saying about you know the Royal Scott drum I think straight away the difference that we heard yeah. when we put those in front of the band in comparison to the high tension drums yeah. it was straight away you're, you're going that's that's the sound yeah. that we want to aim for I know and, and uh, do you know what it's interesting you're saying that because the obviously the Raven have been always known mm-hmm. for having that's right yep. Royal Scots and they changed this year I noticed that, and, so and it, I was so kind of like, "Why'd they get rid of those? Because they're like amazing." I, th- I think it was because they're, you know, uniform change, and they were kind of going along the lines of let's let's do something that people aren't yeah. expecting, and people wouldn't have expected you to to change the drums. I have to say, I like the white drums. Mm-hmm. I think the white drums really, you know, set the uniform off. But I know that whenever the the first time that they came down, I missed walking with the first the first right. period with the, the new uniform. And I know that there was people like going, Who's this? <laughs> when I see the white drums and I go, Who's this coming down? And I was like going, That's a raven. Yeah. What are you doing with white drums? What's going on here? So we'll be I think that's you it. Guys, you, know, you know, it's the symbol that you you kind of relate the bands. Like us the, the plume, the big drum and, and that's what kind of people relate to. Yeah. And obviously the the, the Royal Scots have been there for, for a while now. Yeah. So they're kind of part of the the package, but they're heavy, though, aren't they? Well, I've heard they're heavy. Thankfully, I learned the flute, which means I can bring it to and put it in my pocket and pocket. head on. No. But uh, yeah, I've heard they're they're quite heavy, and obviously one of the big parts about them is the maintenance of them. Yeah, um, I well, think they, they take still a take a lot of maintenance. Take a bit of work. You know, snares and stuff go quite regularly. So we've actually a couple of members like Rob Hillis in the band, who's who's the lead tip, very experienced in dealing with those drums, and Alan Webb, who, who's mm-hmm. another man that's been in the band for you know forty plus years, or well, yeah. coming into fortieth year actually. And those guys have got the experience of, of maintaining those drums. So 
I think that's where we're lucky, and we can yeah. keep them on. Because uh, you need that, because they, as you say, they are they are hard on on the maintenance side of things. I have to say, like I remember whenever I switched from flute to the drum with the Raven. And in practice, I was like, kind of going, ah, oh, this is dead one, not a problem at all. And I'm not the fine figure of a money on now. Like, <laughs> and I was a wee skinny um, runt back then. And uh, I walked this first parade, was an Easter Monday parade. And I swear, it was the longest walk to the Master's <laughs> house ever. Yeah. And then they had to walk all the way back from the Master's house to join the avenue. This is from the top of the Cafe Road. Yeah. All the way back down to the avenue. And then do a parade do a banger, parade, come back, and then take the master home as well. Yep. See, by the end of it, I would literally had <laughs> welts in my shoulders. Yep. And I think, oh, I am never walking with this <laughs> thing again. Like, who on earth thought that this was a good oh, idea? exactly. It was so, it was so heavy. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, absolutely. And, I, like, you know, I, I don't know how people do it sometimes, especially the, the side drums, but then the, the big drum, like, and, and you said earlier, our big drum, is Danny lightweight and yeah, exactly. the guys carrying that and then beating it? You know, many bass drums you just have to have a few now. Like, well, we've actually three at the minute. Right, okay. Um, so we have um, Boot who's, who's been there well before I was in the band. I think he's he's probably forty plus years as well. And um, with Big Scott who actually joined from the Netherton Road. Right, we okay. Got him on a first transfer. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, and um, we're we're bringing on a, a new learner bass drummer actually okay, as well. So. Good. Yeah, they're few and far between. Brilliant. You have a name for the drum, have you? I Bessie would be right. the, the, okay. the the bass drum, big Bessie, and um, you know, it, it's it's part and parcel of the band. You know, it gets cared for sometimes more than some of the members. Right. You know, it's like <laughs> where, where's the drum going tonight? Or you know, we need to make sure it gets somewhere right. safe. You know, it's never never somewhere that something that just gets let go easily. You know, make sure Brilliant. it's going to a safe place. You know, and are you still rocking a full set of Crenizades as well? Are you? We are indeed. I right. so. Every member has, well, everyone that's playing the flute in the band's playing a crown AZ and yeah. with a couple of spurs there as well, just, just in case anything. I was going to ask you about Heidi, if you grow any way in, fl in your flute corn stuff, have you, used, have you got enough to go around? Yeah, we do. We've actually quite a few spurs there, and, and I think as well, a lot of members through the years bought their own. Right, you know, okay. They went on and they've looked and sourced their own crown AZ. That's um, not cheap. No, it can't be. And I've heard, you know, some of the prices ranging anywhere between sort of 600 to thousand pound you know yeah i hate one of the guys in your band like darren darren so yeah, yeah recently for about eight and a half hundred or so yeah right? darren has, has done a bit of dealing in them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't do he's he's, done, he's a bit of dealing in them there and he, he's buying and selling quite frequently some of the flutes yeah no it's good to have a, 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 a classic flute like on as well because it's it's hard to beat i mean obviously a lot of the new flute makers you know are trying to copy you know what yep. you so what you have got, and I remember seeing a bond with. I'll not mention the name of the bond. But I remember seeing it with a whack of Carnegie's, and people running about with them in their back pocket and all. And I was like, uh, kind of going, "Are you kidding me? Like, are you seriously? If you sit down and break that thing, yeah. that's just out of order." And that, that's something I, I give credit to our band for. You know, it's it's making the members appreciate the value of these instruments. You know, that that they're ir irreplaceable. Effectively, if, yeah. if one goes missing or it's broken. You don't just go and buy a new one in the shop tomorrow. Ah, you have to source it yeah. and, and try and find it. So there is a lot of care put into the the, the instruments, the big drum, the flutes, um, and the side drums. And as I say, I think that's part of it is that we, we want to keep. And it makes it difficult when it comes to the musical instruments for bands, Grant, because I'm not sure what we can buy. Um, <laughs> so we don't really we don't really apply for that. Because yeah. <laughs> you, well, that's it, because you, you're rocking stuff that really doesn't get made anymore. Do you know what no, I mean? No, so we'd rather have some money to help maintain some yeah. of those drums. You know, uh -huh. the fact that they, 
you know, the flutes are classified antique, I suppose, and, yeah. and if we had some sort of funding there to, to help maintain those rather than having to go and buy a new set, that yeah. we'd rather do that. Although at some point you'd have to say there's a possibility that you might have to entertain Maybe. Um, I don't see it in the next 10 years anyway, you know, Certainly, the, the maintenance of the flutes, we, we, we do maintain them ourselves where we right, can. Okay. And obviously, if, if something is, is well broken or needs a good re- renewing, we'll, we'll try and send it away somewhere yeah, and get, get it, it like that. Wrong. So they are cared for, um, and, and it's our crown jewels, as we would call yeah, them, you yeah. know what I mean? So they are important. Talk to us about the guy up the front. Uh, the leader, <laughs> Billy Aldi. <laughs> yeah, so so Billy's been with the band for quite some time now. Actually, uh, I don't think he'd be in as, as long as myself. But yeah, Billy's is a homey style with the stick. Yeah, hasn't he has a half, doesn't he? Aye. So yeah, and he, he he gets the crowd going there with the stick, and and I think the, the front of our band is kind of you know the the point that gets the crowd going. Mm-hmm. You know, the drummers there and and yeah. the the pole, and even even for us, you know, through the years, the pole has been a significant sort of part of the band and that if you see the pole going up or it's swinging the boys in the back of the band are getting excited right, and we're like right the, the pole you know and it, it, it does play a big role and and yeah Billy's kind of loved by the crowd you know you'll, you'll see the, the crowd shouting at him and getting on and he's a very popular man as well so. I know he is and uh, but it, there's a few of those kind of characters at the front isn't there you know there's Dinger Dinger's you know, a good one is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dinger's metal story. yeah absolutely and you know I think that's it if you've got that character to bring the energy to the band uh-huh. at the front it, it does help in a big way you know but it the other thing is I don't, you, I'm going to ask you about this here obviously you, we're talking a wee bit about stay. Right, mm-hmm. and the weight rock having the stay. There are a number of bonds on the road now who are rocking a very similar style. What's what's your thoughts? Yeah, it's like a, it's like if you go to Weiss.com and order the weight rock. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah I'm, I'm only I'm only kidding. I'd say we're just pretty, we we we're gonna be just clearing in there for Nather and Drum Chapel kind of thing. All right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Actually, it's great to see. Um, I think it's amazing that um, other bands have got that style. And as I said, it's a style that I want to see last forever. Mm-hmm. So it's great to see bands like another and the County and, and Drum Chapel being the, the newest to that, um, taking that style and, and moving it you know, in their own direction. Yeah. I, th- I think each of those bands have their own sort of wee quips in there that, that add to that style. Yeah. So no, it's good to see. And we're probably a good relation actually with with some of those bands, especially the the Netherton Road through the years. You know, we we've a lot of friends uh-huh. in the Netherton Road that we would. You know, You're sp- nicking members from them as well. Eh? Well, we got we, we got one um, <laughs> just due to his move to to Belfast, but um, yeah, he, he came along. He he played the the bass drum in. I suppose that was Road. obvious for him. I mean, if he was coming to a band here, there was no way he was going anywhere else. <laughs> no, exactly. You guys think us? Exactly, and look. As I said, they're friends anyway, so you know, he, yeah. he, he had well known in the band anyway, so it was a, an Brilliant. easy transition for him. No, because I'm, I'm sure you caught the episode with, with Stevie McPherson <laughs> from Drum Chapel, and I had a wee think, well, what's it like being a, a white rock copycat? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, look, and as I said, it's great to see the style being, you know, played with other bands. It's, it's, it's so, what I'd say to him, I don't know, I, I would know, I would definitely love to see us, I would love to see Netherton, White Rock. County and Drum Chapel doing a mass bond. Mm. I think that would be ridiculously good. Yeah, it would be some noise out of that. I, I, I assure you. Um, yeah, th- maybe that's something that can happen in the future. And even you know something that, that we have talked about is you know 
could we get all all those four bands walking together even you know uh, in a parade yeah you know, like sort one of, after the other and stuff exactly fine, you yeah. know that would that would be great to get every everyone sort of together in that in that respect uh-huh. um but yeah i mean it's not impossible i suppose yeah, well, so <laughs> if, if the guys from those bands are watching Let's get this going. Let's get it going. Let's either get a mass bond going or let's get you all at the same parade. Because I think, I think Drum Chapel are going to be over here next year. I think they're saying they're definitely going to be here. And I think, um, I, I think Nathern are coming back over. They're always here anyway. Yeah. But for the 12th, I know they take uh, one of the, the East Belfast right, lodges yeah, and stuff. Do, yeah. So they, um, uh, is it 580 they're with, I think? And, uh, and then I, the county are supposed to be coming here next year as well. I think they're coming over yeah. for. Do you know what? I think they're actually coming over for the centenary period in May. May? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, maybe, here we maybe go, that's... folks. There's the challenge. <laughs> so, Stevie McPherson, if you're watching, get over for the centenary period. Natherton Road, let's get you over here as well. Let's see if we can get all four of you out on the road. Wouldn't that be yeah. mad? That'd be crazy. It would. It would be great to see all those bands. But I, know, um, I know one person who's sitting behind the cameras here. I'd love to see that as well. <laughs> Take a few pictures anyway. <laughs> Brilliant. So one of the things that we do a lot on the podcast uh, is we talk a lot about the positive stories that come out of bonds. Talk to me a bit about what your bond maybe does to give back to the community. What kind of things he's involved in? Yeah, like I just think it's it's one of those things that you know through the years that we have always done. You know, you try to help the community out where you can. Um, so a few things that stand out. You know, we we provided some donations to. Uh, it was actually a. Uh, program that was run, I think it was in this building, um, Art Ability. Um, right. So yes. we, we provided some donations to them. And, you know, through the years, if there's local causes that, that ever need help in hand, we, we've tried to interact with those and raise money for those as well. Um, one of the big things that we, we probably would do is um, when we're running an event, um, we would have the, the Penny Arcade played. Now, we don't play that, but, right. but we would have a played, and what we'd do is a bit of a collection. Um, right. And that helps the the Saw Museum then as well. Okay. So we try to give back where we can, and I think your community's really important to your band. And I think on several occasions, you know, we've publicly thanked the community for the support that they give us. Mm. You know, without the community behind you, yeah, it's hard yeah, to run a band. You I know, know. so um, I, I think there's there's many things that, that we've done over the years in terms of you know helping the community out where we can. Brilliant. What would you say are some of the positive things that you've got from being a member of a bond? Because obviously, you know, there's a lot more to this than just, you know, picking up an instrument, walking on a parade. There's more to the to, to life in the yeah. bond than that. But what would you say are the things that you've got from it? I think friendship's a massive one. Yeah. You know, the, the friends that you make in the band and the friends that you make just by being part of that bond, mm-hmm. you know, is is outstanding um, and those friendships last forever even even in our band a lot of the sort of ex-members that, that you know maybe aren't part of bands or anything anymore we, we try and keep them in the loop you know what I mean yeah. and some of the old characters that would have been there even before me you know we have kept in touch with those guys and you know making sure that they're they're happy and bring them along if they can if they want to um, so I think for me friendship is, is a massive one um, and I think it's it's good to have that as a kind of hobby mm-hmm. certainly for Alexia your mental health it's good yeah. it's good to get out with the boys you know we talked about the weekends in Scotland and we talked about um, getting out on the, the bus with the band and stuff like that and I think all those are, are great for, for yourself you know yeah. to, to have that hobby of, of getting out and, and doing those things um, the other thing for me is is probably having my son in the band right, okay. um, that was a big 
step for me. In, in 2015, my son joined um, the White Rock, and you know that for me was was a massive milestone yeah. um, to get him in along with me, and you know it gives me the opportunity to have time with him that's yeah. outside the family life. Sure. You know, so to me that that would be another massive positive for me that. Yeah. I've now got family, you know, in the band yeah. as well. I know, and it keeps that kind of legacy thing going, because you have a lot of that in the band, don't you? Absolutely. There, there's a lot of that in terms of, you know, Raymond Buchanan, we talk about Darren, you talked about yeah. Raymond's son. Yeah. So, and, and, Darren's and Darren's son's, son's now in the band, now in the yeah. band. he's now on the drum. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, there's there's generations definitely um, within the band, and, you know, it, it's great to see, to get the family in there. And hopefully what that does is keep the band going a lot more years and you know they, they stick with the style yeah. and the traditions yeah. that we have had for for the years that we've Definitely. been at. what age is your son now my son is 17 now right, okay um, so Very good getting a 17 year old in the pond happy days yeah well when he, he joined he was a lot younger and and he kind of uh went exploring a bit so he did leave for a short period of time mm-hmm. and, and went on he actually joined the the pretty hard oil for a while and then um he came back there quite recently, so right. probably about a year or so ago he yeah. rejoined the band. So okay, and whenever he joined at first, were you like dragging him along, or did he, was he a willing participant? No, he, he was absolutely willing, and, and I would never sort of drag along. I don't think it's it's the right thing to do. You know, I, as I said, I, even when he went exploring uh-huh. other bands, you know, I let him go and do that. I, th- I think it's important that you know find your way, find your way mm. exactly. You know what what suits you. Um, now. I am thankful that he came back, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah. But hopefully he stays. In, in Brilliant. No, it, it's one of the things that I, I wish I'd been able to get one of my kids involved. You see, getting they're just it's a different, just yeah. a different time and place for them, you know. And I think just I think sometimes environment has a lot to, to play with that because, as you said, you grew up around the sound of the bonds, the parades mm-hmm. were there all the time. And that was me. I, I grew yeah. up just off Tampa Avenue. The bonds were there all the time. Yeah. It, was a, it was a part and parcel uh, of life. And, you know, where we live now, that's that's not the case. You know, that's yeah. not a, it's not a prevalent part of life in the community there, you know. And for me, I, I think I brought him to a couple of practices to try and get him symbols yeah. yeah why did you come Michael, come over here and make some noise you know and, and you know it'll be all right and uh, but he, he just he just didn't just didn't stick with it you know and uh now my daughter's picked the violin up so she's maybe picked a wee bit of the music up but yeah but uh, you want to hear that in the house oh, that's great crack that is you're only good about that is she's learned how to read music so i've been trying to hammer yeah, art, listen learn how to read music because i didn't learn till later in life you know and it, yeah. it made such a difference for me you know so yeah i think my my younger son at the moment's not Showing any sign of willingness to bonds, you know, no, he doesn't, right. he's not really great with the loud noises and stuff, but he's still young, so so maybe he'll. You need to get up and do some subliminal messages while he's sleeping <laughs> at all, don't you? Know, exactly. Have a wee tape recorder playing while he's there. Come along, come along. <laughs> but yeah, up to this point, he, he's not showing much keen interest, but yeah. Well, you never know. Time will tell. tell. So that's no, well, that's it. But the fact of the matter is, there's one there, and, and, that's, that's, a, and that's a good thing. You know what I mean? So. One of the other things uh, I wouldn't mind asking you about is, is I suppose about one the future of the band. Obviously, you've mm-hmm. got an idea around, you know, staying very very close yep. to this day. How's that worked out in regards to being the guardians of that at the minute? Obviously, you've got a leadership structure in the band yep. who are obviously very focused in terms of let's keep that. Have you a plan in place to, to ensure that that stays the same? Well, I wouldn't say we have any sort of plan or strategy as such, but I think it comes back to the values within the band. You know, we have a lot of young members 
in the band still today, you know, waves of, of younger generations. And I think it's, you know, teaching them about the values and about mm-hmm. what we're about and why we have that style and, and why we, we kind of stick with the hats and, the you know, the drums yeah. and so on. And certainly from my experience, that that's something that, that has stuck with the younger generations. They do appreciate that. So I think we, we probably are safeguarded, you know, in, in terms of future years. Um, and, and, you know, the leadership has been there and I, I think sort of I'm sort of moving into that myself and you know the, the younger generations are, are trying to come along we're trying to bring them along with us in terms of what we we want to do in the future but a lot of that takes a lot of time and you know effort and we're, we're, we're working through a lot of stuff next year's our, our 60th anniversary Whoa, for example really so, 60 my goodness yeah, so you know we're, we're we're talking about that and it's been difficult actually because of covid yeah. you know you, w- what do you plan what mm. what do you want to do in terms of your 60th anniversary so that those discussions are still ongoing, and you know we're trying to get a lot of people involved in that. Right? Any scoops you can give us in terms of what you've got planned? Nothing at the minute. I can't. I really can't. I have nothing in set in stone, unfortunately, or or a chair. But <laughs> new hats, I um, total color change in the uniform. No, I, I don't think you'll see anything significant. As I said, I think the fiftieth was a, a massive sort of turning point, mm. and you know we, we've kept with the rules and the sort of discipline that we've we've gathered from that yeah um and a lot of effort went into that there's no doubt about it and mm-hmm. trying to achieve in the 60th what we did in the 50th i'm yeah. not sure we we have it there at the minute but yeah. you know the likes of the 50th we we done the the sort of mass ban if you will in terms of our old members yeah. brought everybody back and we we walked on the likes of the springfield road you know sure. go back to our roots of where we did you do a CD as well? Did you do like a double we did. CD? Yeah, or yeah. So we we done a fiftieth anniversary CD, uh-huh. um, and that was almost completely different to to the first CD. Um, both both those CDs are, are available on this all the streaming services now. No, Brilliant. no advertising here, but um, <laughs> no, no yeah. plug away, plug away. <laughs> but uh, they are on all the streaming services, and we actually done a, a a thing last year that worked out quite well. So we we put it on our Facebook that you know. Alexa play White Rock Flute Band. Right. And a lot of people done it. Um, do it later. There <laughs> somebody's Alexa's bound to go off. Yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> Alexa, play White Rock Flute Band. So that's, and that took off quite well, actually. Brilliant. Uh, you know, looking at the stats and stuff. Yeah. The, the number so how of did you just get it on there? Because I know there's a lot of bands I think would, would like to get their stuff out there. Because CDs, we were talking about this with, you know, when I had the podcast with, with Logie from Rathcool yeah. and we're talking about CDs now obviously they've shifted a serious amount of CDs as has Alexa Ron and so yeah. on but for the most part a lot of bonds are finding we're not really shifting large amounts of these here and streaming's probably the obvious way yeah. to go do you have any insight on how you've got them on there what way did it work you yeah, use so a service we, we used a service yeah so um, there's a number of services that are available to Put your music online. The one that we used was was Ditto. Right, um, okay, so, very good. so we use that. Um, but for for me, I think it's the future. You know, yeah. CDs. You know, cars aren't even coming with CD yeah, players now, so exactly. I'm not sure where people are going to play them. And don't get me wrong, we you know we've sold those CDs yeah. for years now, and, and there's still yeah. people buying the CD. Yeah. But I think the future is sort of online, the streaming side of it. And whilst it doesn't automatically pull the same amount of revenue yeah. as, as a CD would, but there's definitely revenue i think out there to be got and i think alongside releasing those you have to market it you have to kind of yeah, promote it in the way mm-hmm. and, and we, we tried that and it, it worked on a couple of yeah. occasions but 
there's certainly times of the year, you know, looking yeah, at your statistics of stuff, when, yeah. when there's yeah, more when lessons. when you get a bit of plays, <laughs> I know, that's it, exactly. No, and, and that service from Ditto is reasonably good as well, because it doesn't cost that much no. for the year, so I think it's like £19, Yeah, it? it is, it's about £19 for the year, um, and you can, I think you can have multiple... You've as an artist, you've from the same it, artist, yeah. yeah. So, so we have two up there at the moment, and and it's going quite well, I think. Brilliant. No, I would definitely encourage Bonds yeah. to get to get on that, you know, and get your music out there because people are using Alexa's mm-hmm. or they're they're using the digital platform a lot more. You know, people get, you know, that's where things are getting done now. And the, the yeah. first band I seen doing it was Blackridge. I think I'd seen them on Spotify or something. Yeah, there's, there's been CDs on there for, you know, Life quite a number of years. Stuff, but, you know, you know the, the, they're old CDs, obviously, that yeah. have been, been put on. Um, I, I think we would like to, you know, look at a, a new Another CD. We've got a lot of yeah. tunes there that, that we play that just don't feature on any of those CDs. Yeah. So we would like to get that out, I think. So if you were kind of saying, here's a tune that's the white rock, what tune would you pick to say, this is us? I think for me, um, uh, Billy's March Hundred Papers is, right. is one that that I would be one of my personal favorite tunes. Um, but the, the repertoire there, you know, you've some you've tunes like Mud Cabin, uh-huh. you know, those kind of jumpy, bouncy tunes are, are what the White Rock's about. I think you know, having that sort yeah. of tune that that bounces you down the road. And one and I always it's lovely here, and maybe I hope, I hope I've got this right is Mary Bonded. Yes, Mary Bond. One of the marches that we play. Ah, yeah, it's great. I, I remember. I remember you because you used to the. Is it the Apprentice Boys Remembrance Parade? Because right, I yeah. did it a couple of years with uh, with the Balmacar Defenders, and I always liked being behind you, mm-hmm. so that you just couldn't blow. Us out. <laughs> 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 so here we were, we were leading off, one, and then I could hear. I think we were leaving the city hall, and you just yeah. called. Mary Bonded, and it was just uh, after those f- those two five beat rolls, and it just thundered up behind yeah. us. I was in the background, I was like, Can I go on? <sighs> Come walk faster, walk faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a great tune, and, and there's actually a few of the marches there that, that are brilliant, you know, just the way we play it. And uh, the big single beat, it just, you know, as you say, has I think a it's no frills is great, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and I think there's there's something to be said for that, you know, and especially from a learner's perspective, mm-hmm. especially for like the drummers, there's a certain set number of beats that you'll use and you don't really maybe differentiate a lot from yep. those. It's not overly complicated nope. drumming and then you have a set pace. It's not like you guys are rushing down the road or anything like that. There's a set pace, which means it's not necessarily, even if there are tricky mm-hmm. passages on the flute, you're playing out of the pace that, you should yeah. potentially going to be able to get it. And I think that's overlooked. You yeah. know, people see this as being, oh, it's just simple, straightforward. But to keep that consistent mm-hmm. at that level, to do simple well is yeah. very hard. And, and I think that's what it is, you know. And, and as you say, the simplicity of the tunes, you know, you're, you're hitting every note. You know, there's no, not too many fiddly bits. Every note's being hit. And that then travels in your sound. You know, everything's sort of traveling. And that, as you said, the thundering. That, that comes yeah. around with that, you know, the, the crown flutes just sort of carry for, for males, as yeah. I, I would say. And the other thing that I love about that, and this is probably one of those things why I do like that style, is, and this is just personal preference for me, in regards to you doing what I would call classic, classic Blood and Thunder stuff, mm-hmm. you're not playing up in that high register all the time. No. You aren't squeaking the life out of the flutes. And, and that's why you are loud. Yeah. Because you don't have the high tension drums, you've got your double snares anyway, aren't they? The, mm-hmm. the Royal Scots, yep. but they're not tuned ridiculous, and no. that bass drum's got 
you just have got a balance of sound, and I think yeah. that, that is so important. I, I totally agree with you, and that's what I was, I was saying earlier. You know that authentic sound that comes together. It's like you know the symbols, even mm. you know without a band without symbols to me is like a, a dog with no ears. You know, yeah. it's it's something's missing when you're not hearing that sort of collective sound come together. And I think that's what our band do well. You know, the flutes, the cymbals, the drums, it all just blends together and it's, yeah. it's a great sound to hear. Oh, definitely, because regardless of whether you guys are walking with your biggest band mm-hmm. or reduced numbers, you get that volume yeah. just seems to come all the time. And, and that's just down to the fact that we're playing on a particular register on the flutes, the yep. drum, the bass drum. You've got bass, metal, travel, the way music's supposed to be put exactly. across. Yep. You're covering the spectrum and that's hard to beat. No, definitely. And, you know, as I said, I hope it last for years to come and you know i know a lot of bands have, have changed their styles over the years to, to a lot more modern sort of drumming mm-hmm. and fluting and whatever and it's it's brilliant yeah. to hear all that as well but you know for me that's that's the sound that i want to live yeah. on is the, the people to hear that for yeah no, and don't get me wrong like, i mean there's obviously bands that have changed their style and are doing it extremely 100%. well you know what i mean they're 100%. doing some amazing stuff out there you know lots of bands that i would talk about all the time there's just something about that that mm. sound for me that just has it's it's just hard to to get it out of your to your head and and hard to either walk in front of. Yeah. Um especially <laughs> when you guys are, are behind and so on. So in terms of maybe finishing off then, if you were to try and sum up the bond scene to help someone kinda understand what it's what it's all about, what would you tell them? I think for people that it's kind of, you know, any prerequisite that you have about the bond scene, whether it's a negative or positive one, I, I would say Go into it with your eyes open and, and try and see what is in it for you. You know, everybody has their different vibe uh, uh, and their different sort of sound, but there's something there for everybody. And and for me, it, I, I bring it back again to the kind of friendship side of it. You know, it's it's something where you can get out, meet people, you know, have a great time. You do your parade, you have a bit of a, a you know, refreshments and stuff after the parade, have a great day. And to me, that's that's what it's all about. It's yeah. just that great time, the friendship. It's it's brilliant. It, it, yeah. You know, if you're not involved, get involved. Like you know, yeah. and, and I know it's had its history, and there's a lot of negative news around bands. It it always seems to pop up quicker than positive mm. news. But you know, try and set all that aside and go out and explore it yeah. and see what's in it for you. It's a find out for yourself what yeah. what it's really all about. So, so you have an open platform here. If you want to plug getting some members <laughs> here, work away. You know, yeah, people where they can come along to practice and get involved with the weight rock. Yeah, absolutely. So we uh, we practice in the Highfield Rangers on a Tuesday night. Now we're shut down now until February. Um, we, we take a bit of a winter break, okay. but yeah, we, in February we have a, a learners class um, that starts at seven pm on a Tuesday night. And then the full band practice happens at, at seven thirty. So, um, yeah, we're we've we're always there and we're open. Um, and it's it's great crack. You know, come along if if you wish. Brilliant. Listen, I just want to say thanks very much for coming along no and problem, taking the time man. to share your story with us. Absolutely brilliant to have the, the bomb featured and just to hear another positive story from the the bomb team. So Absolutely. appreciate it, man. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate you inviting me. Thanks very much. No worries, man. Good to have you on. Cheers. Brilliant. You have been listening to the Made to Parade podcast, sponsored by the British Drum Company, where Phantom, Regimental Series and Axial Parade Drums are hand-built in the UK to look amazing, sound amazing and feel amazing. <laughs>